Section twenty of the Bookman, March nineteen twenty one, by various. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Berard. The Bookman, March nineteen twenty one, by various. Section twenty, the Baltimore Antichrist, by F. Scott Fitzgerald the incomparable mencken will i fear meet the fate of aristides he will be exiled because one is tired of hearing his praises sung in at least three contemporary novels he is mentioned as though he were dead as voltaire and as secure as shaw with what he would term a polite bow his style is imitated by four-fifths of the younger critics moreover he has demolished his enemies and set up his own gods in the literary supplements of the essays in the new book the best is the autopsy on the still damp bones of roosevelt in the hands of mencken roosevelt becomes almost a figure of greek tragedy more he becomes alive and loses some of that stuffiness that of late has become attached to all one hundred per cent americans not only is the essay most illuminating but its style is a return to mencken's best manner the style of prefaces with a soft pedal on his amazing chord of adjective and a tendency to invent new similes instead of refurbishing his amazing but somewhat overworked old ones except for the section on american aristocracy there is little new in the first essay the national letters an abundance of wit and a dozen ideas that within the past year and under his own deft hand have become bromides the knights of pythias right thinkers on building universities methodists as well as the corps of journeyman critics and popular novelists come in for their usual bumping this varied with unexpected tolerance toward the saturday evening post and even a half-grudging mention of booth tartington better than any of this comment valid and vastly entertaining as it is would be a second book of prefaces say on edith wharton cabell woodrow wilson and mencken himself but the section of the essay devoted to the cultural background rises to brilliant analysis here again he is thinking slowly he is on comparatively fresh ground he brings the force of his clarity and invention to bear on the subject passes beyond his function as a critic of the arts and becomes a reversed cato of a civilization in the sahara of Bozart, the dam breaks devastating georgia carolina mississippi and company the first trickle of this overflow appeared in the preface to the american credo here it reaches such a state of invective that one pictures all the region south of mason dixon to be peopled by moron catalans the ending is gentle too gentle the gentleness of ennui to continue in the grand manner of a catalogue the divine afflatus deals with the question of inspiration and the lack of it an old and sad problem to the man who has done creative work 
examination of a popular virtue runs to eight pages of whimsical excellence a consideration of ingratitude decided at length with absurd but mellow justice exeunt omnis which concerns the menace of death i choose to compare with a previous discussion of the same subject in a book of burlesques the comparison is only in that the former piece which i am told mencken fatuously considers one of his best is a hacked out blued together bit of foolery as good say as an early essay of mark twain's while this excellent omnis which follows it by several years is smooth brilliant apparently jointless to my best recollection it is the most microscopical examination of this particular mote on the sun that i have ever come across follows a four-paragraph exposition of the platitude that made much music-loving is an affectation in further paragraphs depreciating opera as a form as to the music of to-morrow the present reviewer's ignorance must keep him silent but in tempo de valse mencken the modern becomes victorian by insisting that what people are tired of is more exciting than what they have just learned to do if his idea of modern dancing is derived from watching men who learned it circa thirty-five toiling interminably around the jostled four-square feet of a cabaret he is justified but i see no reason why the bouncing shimmy efficiently performed is not as amusing and as graceful and certainly as difficult as any waltz ever attempted the section continues with the condemnation of a musician named hadley an ingenious attempt to preserve a portrait of dreiser and a satisfactory devastation of the acting profession in the cult of hope he defends his and dr nathan's attitude toward constructive criticism most entertainingly but the next section the dry millennium patchworked from the repetition generale consists of general repetitions of theses in his previous books and an appendix on a tender theme contains his more recent speculations on women eked out with passages from the smart set an excellent book like max beerbohm mencken's work is inevitably distinguished but now and then one wonders granted that solidly book by book he has built up a literary reputation most to be envied of any american granted also that he has done more for the national letters than any man alive one is yet inclined to regret a success so complete what will he do now the very writers to the press about the blue sabbath hurl the bricks of the buildings he has demolished into the still smoking ruins he is say forty how of the next twenty years will he find new gods to dethrone some eternal yokelry still callous enough to pose as intelligentia before the minkian pen-fingers or will he strut among the ruins a man beaten by his own success as futile in the end as one of those conrad characters that so tremendously enthrall him review of prejudices second series by h l mencken alfred a knopf end of section twenty